No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our Healthcare Management Masters. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. Hello everybody, I'm Emily. And I'm Charlotte. We're two PhD students from the University of Queensland. We're two young researchers that want to highlight the importance of women in agriculture who are part of the STEM community. We're so proud to be part of this and we want to share with you the real life of some extraordinary women making a difference in the field. Let's break the stereotypes and show what we really are. Let's get started. So for our first episode, we thought that it would be a good thing to interview each other so that you get to know us more. So I'm going to be asking Charlotte first. Hey, Charlotte. Um, <laughs> should I do it like that? Hi, Emily. <laughs> Can you share with us more about where you're from, your origins, tell us something about your hobbies and interests and what make you choose to be a woman stem? So many questions. <laughs> like, where should I start? So I am, I like to say that I'm from everywhere. I was born in Paris, in France, but I grew up in Italy, in Padova. That is near Venice for people that don't know where is Padova or Padua. <laughs> um, I have a French, Italian, Spanish, Armenian, Belgian, and I think 2% of Russian background. Wow. And <laughs> you are <so> yes. <laughs> and and since I was a kid, I was traveling a lot between France and Italy because my parents divorced when I was three. And since uh, my father was French and my mother Italian, I moved into I moved to Italy with my mom. So there was a lot of traveling in my childhood and still now by the way I'm I'm traveling a lot. Good. Yeah, before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, airports and planes are my second home. Mm -hmm. So what, like, so the other question was, um, ah, my my life path. So I grew up in Italy, and and I grew up with a working single mom that I admire every day because I still don't know how she managed to to form myself. Like to, I don't know how how she did really, and. She told me everything, and of course, my father, he was a big part in my life, and we are very similar. So I can say that I was very lucky to have them as a parent. Coming back, <laughs> I did all my studies in Italy, uh, Padova, in, at the University of Padova. I can say that my, my turning point in my life was during my master, when, because I always like stay in Italy. Mm -hmm. apart like traveling to France and see my family and my father as well but I never been able to to live somewhere else than Italy so since I was a kid I always wanted to to experience living somewhere and going out from the small village where I grew up like living there in this small village wasn't enough for me and I knew that I was meant to do more things and I was getting a bit depressed because I, it wasn't very allow me to do things 
it wasn't inspiring me. So this small village, so I, I needed to go somewhere to get inspiration and to get my own path because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So during my master, I got this professor. She actually, she opened my, my eyes, really. She was a professor in microbiology because during my bachelor, I did a degree in quality and safety of food production. And after my master, I did biotechnology and food production, and, but I put a focus in plant science. But at the beginning, we had like a general biotechnology and food production. So this, pro this professor, she was more focused on microbiology and food production. So all the fermented foods and, and so on. So she told me about this opportunity to do, to do like my master thesis in this university in Saudi Arabia. So it's a very famous university. The name is uh, King Abdullah King, King Aziz of science and technology in Jeddah, in Saudi Arabia. So first, like at the beginning when she, she told me about this university because one of our colleagues, marine biology, he was working there. So she was in contact with this professor and she told me about this, this fantastic university where like they have a lot of money to do a lot of research. So basically you're allowed to do whatever you want there. And, and actually they're giving Foundings for projects to find new, new like new things like new innovating project to help to to find new energy for for a more sustainable planet or new new opportunities new new ideas to should I wrote this <laughs> I mean, like new research to to build a more sustainable planet so. Uh -huh. I so she she told me a lot of these things so I, I, I thought about this this opportunity so I uh, I talk, I spoke with my mom uh, my mom when I talked to her she told me you have to go there really you have to go go and and usually when you know like it's not a normal thing when you ask uh, your parents hi mom I'm gonna go to Saudi Arabia where like as a woman, it's not like the best place to go. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I thought like my mom wasn't be so, like I was scared to ask to her because I mean, it's a dangerous place. It's not dangerous. I mean, the, that was very fine, but I mean, it's not the, the first place where you want to send your kid. Mm -hmm. But she, she was, she agreed and she was very supportive and she told me, yes, you have to go there. It's amazing. And where the local university and was amazing. So I decided to go. So I applied and they were very happy to having me. So I, I found the lab and I went there for my master thesis. So that was my first time I was leaving Italy by myself alone. Wow. <laughs> really. So it was a lot of pressure <laughs> and I was very scared because I never left. I was always with my mom, you know, so like it's the little bird that leave the, the nest. So mm -hmm. I left with my huge um, luggage and I went I went there and I just went for how long did you stay there six okay. months okay I stayed there six months and when I arrived I remember I I cried a lot I was, I was calling my mom I miss you <laughs> but I mean like it was very hard like the two first weeks it was very hard because you know you're like in a, in a different place you're out of your comfort zone and that was my first time Mm -hmm. But actually, this experience changed my life, and I, I met a lot of people, and there were people from all over the world, 
and I got inspired by these people. They were amazing because they, they did so many things and they were so clever, so smart, full of ideas. And I was, that was my first time, like that was my first experience. And at that time they had already like 20 experiences. It was like, and, and that was amazing. They, they inspired me. And I think this was my, even if it was six months, this six months was one of the best things that I had in my life. In my, like, I was 24 years old. So that was my highlight in my life. <laughs> and, and there I was working, I was in the center of desert agriculture. Yeah, so that was an amazing experience and I learned a lot. And then I decided that actually I wanted to continue in the academic world and do a, and do a PhD. So after I came back from the university, uh, I graduated and I decided that I wanted to, to pursue a PhD. So I was looking to, to apply for different PhDs and I applied, but I, had, I was interviewed, but I never got accepted. So that was very, very frustrating. That was a period of my life that was very terrible. Like I was, I was very depressed because I was applying every day at at least 10 PhD and application every day. I was for, that was for at least six months. And, and, and after my, my, after I graduated from my master. So after I was applying to PhDs, I decided to, to go somewhere and to, since at the time I wasn't still now, I'm, I'm not speaking very much, very well English, but I wanted to improve my English. So I decided to, to go, to go and do an internship to get more experience and also to improve my English. So I thought like, like, or US or England or Australia, but I thought like England, no, because all is rain, it's always raining. And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't want to go in a place where it's always raining. And US, that time there was Trump. So I was like, nah, I don't want to go there. So I decided to go to Australia. <laughs> it was sunny. And I mean, I think that it was, it was very far from where I was. So I wanted to try this experience and going there by myself. So I, I started to randomly write emails randomly to, I was looking to very, like in Melbourne, Sydney and in Brisbane to different professors. And I was writing to them to tell them, if they couldn't give me like an opportunity to do an internship in their lab and I was available to do whatever they wanted. Like, I mean, <laughs> so I sent, I think I sent like 30 emails and actually my actual supervisor, when I'm doing my PhD now, he contacted me because they forward, they forward my email to different research fellow, research professor, like my email just came to Lee, my, my actual supervisor. And he told me that, yes, they will need like, people because was at that time of the year they were very busy so they and he had some fundings but not so many for like a thousand dollars thousand Australian dollars so that, that was nothing but I just decided to go there so I just got I just booked a flight like my my parents they support me they bought me like my, my flight ticket and at that time I didn't have money really I didn't have money zero money and they, 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 so they gave me a, a bit of money. But when I arrived to Australia, like I was by myself and with no money. So I, will, I had to looking for a job because since my internship, my, my, my actual supervisor, he didn't have enough money to support my, my stay there. So I, I was looking for like 
it took me a month before finding a job. So I was working in the meantime. So I was working half at uni and the other half uh, in a bar. And so here in Brisbane, <laughs> where we are, like where I was. So and I stayed here for six months. So I was working a union, working <laughs> at the bar for six months. And wait, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> so okay, so I was working with uh, between the bar and a uni. And by the end of my internship, because. I wanted to go, to go back home because I was missing home. He told me about a possible PhD with him, about like the project where I'm doing now. But the thing when I came home, the, like the project was supposed to to start like because they were applying for a grant for this project and they were they were supposed to have like the the confirmation two three months after I, I left, but actually it took one year <laughs> so in the meantime I was still applying for other PhD and I, I won like a, a scholarship in uh, I was in Italy so I did uh, for three four months I was working in Bologna of Bologna and at that time I was in the horticulture and I was working on the on the lead light that was interesting experience working on basil and lettuce, so <laughs> very different. <laughs> but, and so after a year, I was, and at that time I didn't find any, any, I was doing still interviews and nothing. And my supervisor came back to me and he told me, yes, we finally got the grant, and, but we, we, need to do, we need to do interviews, so we're gonna interview uh, you if you are still interested. So they interviewed me. And at the end, we were two people, and they decided to to take me. So I was they chose me. So I remember I was in Bologna, and I was on the elevator, and I received the email, and and there was I, I was like oh god, I was like almost falling, like falling, like I was oh god, <laughs> and I just I just cried, and they called my mom. I was like yes, I got the, after a year and something. <laughs> yes, finally. I got the position, so I just finished my my contract with uh, in Bologna, and I just flew to Australia. So and then I start my my PhD journey, and and still doing it <laughs> my second year. Uh, I can say that was very hard. Was very hard. It was a path, very hard path. I, I struggled a lot. There was a lot of emotion during this, like to arrive here. And I just realized that actually PhD is another very tough path, <laughs> full of emotion as well. <laughs> yes, and we will definitely talk about that later. <laughs> it's really a, quite a journey. Yes, um, it was a journey. And now touching on your hobbies and interests, can you share more about that with us? I was a kid. Actually, I think an interesting thing, like when I was six, actually I wanted to become a musician of orchestra the one that the guy that leads your orchestra <laughs> so at six years old I was a huge fan of Mozart I always been very peculiar I was a very peculiar kid always so I my mom because I, I wanted since I, I wanted to do this as a job my mom told me yes but to do this job you need to learn how to play piano so I started playing piano and after that, uh, my mom 
like realized that I had like very I was I had like a, a musical year I don't know we say that in Italian <laughs> and I was very good in music and this became my my passion and my hobby so I started playing piano but after I did um after primary school I did like a, a musician was a school like alf music and alf normal school so I was I was undertaking like the the normal like education but in same during but was alf music so I was also doing I was playing at that time I was playing violin I started with violin so I was doing like a musician school that after violin since I got like a professor I didn't like this professor because he was doing preferences to other kids and I was really I was I was playing violin every day I was trying to do my best but he always so I I just got disgusted by violin so I just switched with guitar <laughs> so I did I think guitar is a good instrument and I I was really into rock music at that time so I just started to play guitar and I always was a very shy kid so I thought like maybe if I try to sing as well since I was playing guitar and singing it's a perfect combo so I started to take singing lessons <laughs> and this helped me a lot to become less shy and give me more confidence in myself since then I'm still playing and singing for <laughs> for friends or for myself and also this playing guitar it was actually a special experience for me because this also increased the bond that I have with my father so when I started to play guitar when I was 16 he started as well so we we just started together and when every time we got together since we, I, I, I don't see him so often we we just play guitar for hours together and it's just our like our moment when we are together we and we're connecting father and daughter and it's one of the best I think one of the best memories that I have with my father so okay that's nice it's really great um <laughs> so now touching on the uh your strengths and struggles can you share which quality describes you best so I think my best quality is creativity so I'm very creative since I was a kid I was drawing a lot and and also music and I had a lot of ideas and I was very creative kid since since like also now really I think creativity is my my strength like and my quality I can yeah. give a word <laughs> it's true it's just, I know in this podcast we Charlotte and I actually work for a student association so Charlotte does all of the social media creative campaigns. She's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think another quality is I'm very determined. When I want something, I find every possibility to get to get in there. So we heard about the struggles of finding a PhD, which is usually really hard for everyone that wants to start a career in STEM. So when I was a kid. My passion was animals. So my mom bought me this encyclopedia of animals. So after school, I was spending hours reading this book and learning all the animals. And I was very into animals. And 
I always had this dream and since now I think this dream just it's still inside me. I wanted to become, you know, like the biologists that are studying in Africa, they're studying animals, they are like explorer. <laughs> not explorer, but I wanted to, you know, to take care of the animals, like to see just, like the bio- I, I was very inspired by Jenny Godot. I admire her so much. Just to give a a little bit of background of this extraordinary woman. She's an English primatologist and anthropologist and considered the the world's foremost expert on chimpanzee. And she studied them for 60 years. Also, at the age of 26, Jane went to uh, Tanzania to study the, the, the chimpanzee. Although uh, at that time it was unheard for a woman to venture to the African wilderness. Also, at that time in the 60s, people didn't know much about the chimpanzee. And she, she basically studied them and just stayed there day and night and look at them. And she gave them names instead of numbering them. And she found that it's not only um, the human being who have a personality. And who are capable of rational thought and emotion, and she observed behaviors like they were hugging and like human actions, and basically she changed the thinking because human thought that they were the only one using tools and they were they distinguished themselves from the rest of the animal kingdom. So her findings, they basically. She said, like, uh, we must now redefine man, redefine tool, or accept chimpanzees as a, as a human. So she made a huge contribution. And I always admire her because, <laughs> like, she was so bold to be, there's so much courage to be in the middle of the jungle in Africa by herself and looking to the, to the chimpanzee. And since I was a kid, I always wanted to stare the felines. I, I was in love with lions. My dream was to study the cheetah. That was my favorite animal like ever. This is my really favorite animal ever. So I guess I yeah I discovered that my passion for biology so so that's why I chose a scientific path. Was there any scientist in your family or someone that you knew of that also inspired you or are you the first scientist in your family? I'm the first. I'm the first scientist. I'm the first that undertook a science career. But now my one of my cousins, my small cousin, she she studied medicine. <laughs> so yeah. But yes, I'm I'm the first. So actually, my mom, she as I said before, she inspired me a lot in doing whatever I wanted to do. And she always, I changed a lot my mind. Like I mean, during my since I was a kid, I changed a lot of. And my mom always was there and supporting me. I didn't choose science, just science cho- chose me, really. I... <laughs> That's how it happens sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, just, you know, during life, I just end up here. <laughs> I don't know how, but I just end up in science. And I found like a very interesting way to live <laughs> and to, to work on. And it's an amazing world. <laughs> oh, That's great. That's great. And also as a, as a creative person, I think there is so much to learn because 
science never stop and we are we never stop to cover and to learn so as a creative person science i think is my best fit because you never stop learning and to discover and to create things yeah that's true so what are your dreams and aspirations now what is next so many things <laughs> and i still don't know i have so many so many dreams and so many things that i want to do and one of them is to make the difference in the world at least doing something i know it's very ambitious but and I think I would like to combine agriculture with sustainability and also empowering women in science and agriculture because it's something that I care a lot about it and I think it's very important. I want to, to bring more young women, young girls in this amazing world because we need, we need more people, we need more women in science because women they have so much potential and they can bring a lot a lot of like new insight in this world and but we need to start from changing the stereotypes changing the the system because the system always been like this so we need to have more young women joining this world and things are changing already changing and this is good but we need to keep going like this and i think i would like to undertake a career in science communication, maybe, and divulgate science. I think communication is one of the mo most important things, and also it's one of the way to inform people, people that are not into science, and to make them realize that actually science is the future. And if we want also like if we want to fight climate change, we need science. We need more mind to science. So we need more science and we need more women in science. And that's why this podcast exists. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. that's really, really great. Thanks, Charlotte, for sharing all of that. So now maybe we could talk about your PhD. Tell us um, what are you currently working on, if you want to share more details about that. Actually, my PhD, as science chose me, my PhD chose me because... I had a background in biotechnology, so I've always been a lab girl, always been in the lab, and the lab is my comfort zone. So now my PhD is in agriculture. Actually, before my PhD, I didn't have any notion of agronomy or agriculture. I didn't know what was wheat. Yes, I know what was wheat, but I mean, I'm working on wheat now. But actually, when I did my internship, when I came, when I did my internship with my actual supervisor, I was working on uh, on barley and wheat. Pretty, like, that was my first time that I was seeing an actual barley plant and wheat plant. At that time, I was working, actually doing this internship, I discovered that I really liked agriculture. And since in the next future, we need to increase the production of food, I thought agriculture is the best thing to focus now. And we, we're gonna, like, we always need food. Food is life. One thing that I like about my PhD is that actually I know where my research is going. I know it's going to be productive, so it's not a theoretical thing. And I know that I'm going to have results at the end, practical results that's going to help farmers or hopefully farmers also to achieve new insights and helping producing more, more food in this climate change. 
So I'm working on wheat, in particular roots. So roots are the hidden part of the plant. And there have been some studies on it, but they are very hard to study because they are challenging since they are below ground. The aim of my PhD project is to create different configuration of roots that are suited for different soil profiles and environment. This PhD project, I can see that I'm going somewhere and I'm doing something helpful to our planet. That's why I really like this project. And also this project is available for the, the Australian agriculture, but even for a worldwide agriculture. And this is mm -hmm. a great thing. So. And then we will see more wheat varieties for people that love pasta. Pizza. <laughs> pizza, <laughs> <So> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> more pizza for everyone. So Charlotte, that was a really great interview. What would you recommend to a younger girl that wants to be part of the STEM community? If this was you, like your younger self, what advice would you like to get from a scientist? If I was my girl self, I would say never stop believing, just go. And you're not stupid, you're capable of everything. Just keep doing your path and in your way and just take Take your time to do it. Also, don't stress too much. <laughs> science is a great path because it, as I said, is something that science never stops. We need more science in the world. It's a, a great community with amazing women. And during my, my STEM path, I met so many, really so many women in science. They are amazing. They are beautiful, smart, just amazing. And really, they... Like they helped me just meeting them. This increased my confidence and also accessible for everyone. It's not because, oh, I'm too stupid to do that. No, you're not stupid. You can do it. The most important thing is to be passionate. If you're passionate, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter if it's mathematics, engineers, physics. Even if it seems hard, it's not hard if you're passionate. And, and science, it's a great word. word amazing things so just do it do science <laughs> yes well that was really great thanks charlotte for that interview thank you for joining us in this episode of the illuminata podcast where we highlight the story of stem women in agriculture stay tuned for the next episode Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.